0: Hi there. I want to ask you a question. Do you think that retail stores and retail shops in the high street are dead? Do you think it's a dying business? Is it over? Well, I don't think so. I would say no, and I want to tell you today why I think retail in the high street is very much alive and still has a future if it's done correctly. My name is Charles Kelly. I'm the author of the book Yes Money Can Buy You Happiness, and soon to launch a new book. So watch out for that. And I've produced over 300 podcasts. So If you see this on whatever channel you're watching, please like, subscribe and share it out there in the universe so more people get hold of this free content. I do appreciate that. I can't always thank everybody because I don't always know who's sharing and and where it's going. But but thank you if you are doing that for me. I really do appreciate that. Right. So High Street. Well, it's gone through a tough time, hasn't it? We've seen lots of stores in the UK closing down Uh, big stores like Debenhams, um, Maplins, you know, national stores, Gap have closed all their retail stores. Um, and we've seen a bit, bit of a bloodbath in the last couple of years, not just because of the, the lockdowns, but this has kind of been coming for, for a while. And, you know, we've seen hundreds of stores, but I still think there's a place for retail and physical shops for many years to come. Now, even with the rise of Amazon and another online retailers, obviously, did you know that over eighty-five percent of retail, eighty-five percent of stuff that's bought in the UK is still made offline? It's still done by going in the high street, and that's that's still the case even with with the lockdown situation. And also, another thing is that twenty percent of stores or over twenty percent of store owners are not even engaging online. So there is 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 a gap there in the market. They need to. If you're if you're in that sort of uh, situation, you're you're not engaging with your customers online. Then contact me because. I'll, I'll, I'll help you get yourself online and get yourself engaging with, you know, the potential millions of customers out there that you're not seeing walking in and out of your door or walking down the street. Now, in a strange twist here, we see stores like, you know, companies like Amazon, the, you know, the online retail giant, the biggest on-time re- online retailer in the world are actually opening offline physical stores in the high street. It, it's isn't that doesn't that seem strange and an Apple you know, Apple doesn't need a shop really, does it? But I'm sure they make a lot of money from their stock. You know, they've got huge flagship stores. I mean, multi-million pound stores. It must have cost millions just to refit those stores with glass floors and, you know, fabulous stores in London, in, and they've got two in London, very near to each other. And, and most other uh, cities and malls, major malls would have an Apple store. And that's like a hub of, of that place. You know, they, they get people in, a lot of people go in there don't even buy anything. They just charge their phone or look around or touch the products and that sort of thing. You know, they've changed the way retail is done, Apple. But of course, they've got their customer base already. Now, in, in another move, online retailers like, like Gymshark, and the fashion bible are set to open large stores in in the high street bricks and mortar shops in prime retail space next year now there's another twist gymshark uh, which only started about 10 years ago completely online started as an online retailer completely online is opening an 18,000 square foot store in london's regent street which is one of the most expensive retail places and sought after retail places in in the country if not in the world and just down the road uh, in, in Oxford Street, we see that London's luxury department store group Selfridges, you may have seen that in London, is now being sold to the Thai conglomerate, conglomerate uh, for $4 billion. Now. Selfridges is a fabulous store. I've been using that, that that store for years since I was a child. You know, I, I love that store. Uh, it's got something special about it. It's 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 a bit like Harrods, but not not in Knightsbridge. It's a few miles away in Oxford Street, which is a, a sort of busier, uh, perhaps less. Slightly less upmarket retailer than than uh, Harrods, but still an, an iconic store. I and mean, you see it in 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 Oxford Street, in the prime place between Marble Arch and Bond Street. I mean, it takes up a whole block. You know, it's it's a huge, big block of uh, a building that that's got basements. It's got you know multiple floors. Um, I I remember when I was working in the area years ago. I'll tell you a quick story uh, to digress slightly. Is that someone I knew that worked there said. Do you know they have a, a great staff canteen, which serves proper food at lunchtime? And, you know, if you know the way up there, you can just go in there. They're not going to uh, uh, sort of ask any questions. And and for, for quite a while, I was going in there and eating in the, in the staff canteen, which is called subsidized prices, great food. And nobody bothered me. And, and then they started finding out that, you know, they, they had something like, I think, 4,000 staff and and they were serving 5,000 meals a day. I thought something's going wrong here. So they started asking for passes and that sort of I mean, you couldn't do that thing nowadays, but it was just a funny thing. I mean, I wasn't ripping them off or anything. I was just going and enjoying their food. I was a customer of theirs as well. Uh, but that, that, that's the kind of place they are. And I love the, the, the wine shop they used to have there. Uh, which I think is gone now, but you could sort of sit in this wine store and, and look over the the floor, the ground floor, and this sort of mezzanine floor. Always loved uh, Selfridges, uh, but uh, it's been owned by a family and uh, for many years, and are now selling it off. But this 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 company's not only got the 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 the, the Oxford Street store, but they've got twenty five outlets, uh, including branches in Dublin, Netherlands, and Canada. Uh, so it's it's an iconic store, founded in nineteen oh eight by the the US retail magnet called Gordon Selfridge funny enough and it was featured in a TV drama on ITV a couple of years back now the current owners are the billionaire Western family uh, agreed the sale terms with the, the central group um, according to the Times and the BBC so that's another thumbs up really for retail they don't think it's dead do they they they're investing four billion in in UK retail stores now the central group is is a group started in Bangkok 1956 and it's still a family-owned group and the business has, has been taken global by the Sun's owner, Samrit. I can't even pronounce her name, but it now boasts 3,700 shops around the world, from supermarkets to electronic outlets and department stores in Europe. Strange enough, I, I don't know the company. I've never heard of it, but 3,700 shops. And they're obviously not pulling back, are they? They're going for it. They're, they're now investing 4 billion in the Selfridges Group and and they've changed a lot selfridges i mean in the past much of their their the the clothing they sold i mean because it is mainly clothing and department stores but much of the clothing stores was was selfridges own brand you could buy a selfridges own you look in the label it was selfridges or or harrods you know it was own brand stuff and it was very good stuff as well but now they're they're mainly uh, a a space for outlets so if you go in there now you'll see Hugo boss you'll see sharuti and Gucci and, and and they've got they rent space in the store, so it's a massive, really rental business now. They just rent space to the store, so you'll you know you'll see all the the gym wear won't be Selfridges gym wear; it will be somebody else, maybe Gymsharks or whatever. But you know that that has changed. But they're still doing very well as a company. It's very much a hub in that part of, of Oxford Street, and people go there to eat and and the lovely food stores as well. Uh, so so it's interesting that you know it's a big thumbs up for for retail, and you know. I just wonder now how Amazon and Gymshark and, and the Fashion Bible will succeed and prosper where the likes of Debenhams have died after over 100 years of trading. Well, the answer, I think, is twofold. I mean, firstly, uh, companies like Debenhams and, and other stores like Gap and House of Fraser had, had kind of lost their way uh, in, in the past few years. They, they, they they'd literally, um, you know, kind of fallen behind with the times, failed to stay current and you know things happen like that in mature businesses. We see businesses grow and then gradually decline. Uh, you know, sometimes because of family things, like the, the generational thing of a family. But I don't know what it is. But somehow they they'd fallen behind. Um, and and. You know, I, I just think that they hadn't kept up with the times and they certainly hadn't uh, adapted to, to online retail. And that, that, that's for sure. Now, secondly, and more importantly, these on, online retailers like, like Amazon have a massive advantage over a traditional bricks and mortar shop. They, and that is, of course, that they know their customers. They they know everything about their customers. I mean, Amazon knows everything about its customers like me. They know what I'm looking for. They know what I might rebuy and repurchase. Uh, and and that, you know, whereas most shops I walk in and out of uh, know, know nothing about me. Absolutely nothing. I was in a shop today, walked in. said, Yeah, here's your money. Here's your, do you want a bag? No, right. You know, and that's it and and you know they're not asking me to to sign up for anything to sign up for a free card um they they're not asking all they, they know about me is that the only transaction they've got re- record about me is is the card transaction and that's it you know they, they they have a lot of people walking in and out of this little store but they they and it's not a little store by the way it's it's a big national chain of, of card uh, it's a card factory uh, but they they never Sort of ask for a, a loyalty thing, or you know, would you like to to get this for that if if you sign up for this, or just get this uh, loyalty card? Nothing, it's 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 crazy. Even um, uh, uh, you know, some of the coffee stores they have a, a loyalty card, but it's just a piece of paper that they stamp every time you, you use the the. The 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 coffee place, or you buy a coffee, you get you know you buy ten, you get one free. I think other places like Costa and and uh, Starbucks have a more sophisticated approach to that. But a lot of the stores know nothing about me, and you know unless these stores change their ways and start engaging with their customers, and of course potential customers, people that you know are not even buying from them at the moment, they're going to face a tough time ahead. There's no doubt about it. And you know, but those who adapt, like. Argos, for instance, is, is a very successful kind of warehouse store where you, you used to go in and open a catalogue and you could take away the catalogues and kids loved looking at the catalogues and what toys they wanted to buy and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, a lovely concept. Been going for years, uh, but they've adapted now. They, they I, th- I think they might still have a, a paper-based catalogue, but when you go in there, they used to have a, a counters with catalogues and you'd file through them and that sort of thing, flip through them and see if you can get to it Get to the product you want now, they're all screens, they're all uh, little sort of iPad type screens where you press the button and, and search for stuff. So, so, they've changed, and now a lot of their stuff is done online. So, you go online, I don't think their website is great by the way, but you know, you can go online, pick what you want, check out, and, and pick it up at the store or get it delivered. Next is the same. They combine online with off, offline sales. You can go online with Next. You can go to the store, try it on. It's a clothing retailer in case you don't know them. And if you don't like it, you give it back to the staff there and then. You have enough to post it back or anything. And a lot of people like that. It's, it's, it's been working very, very well. And they're not the only ones that... Um, you know, there's there's other stores who work like that and, and they are prospering and, and they will survive and, and thrive in the business because it's a big war out there. Everybody wants our money. So if you're a retailer, a business owner, and you're not online at the moment, or you're, you've perhaps you've got a static website that doesn't do anything for you, contact me and we'll, we'll look at some ideas as how, how you can increase your business online and combine it with online and offline and get more people walking in your door. Because certainly if you just sit there and wait, Uh, For customers to walk in, I don't think it's going to work in this in this market. You know, traditional advertising like the local papers—that that's kind of dying a death now. Uh, So you've got to look at social media. You've got to look at ideas, new ideas to get people walking in the door. And I do see a lot of high street shops opening and then closing because you know they've just got no idea how to get people through the door. One local uh, fish and chip shop opened up in in the last few months; it's gone. Close, kaput, you know they've got five stores. and And you have to say that other places are are thriving and doing well, and some are not. And so it's not just all about the re, you know high Street is dead, it's not. It's changing, it, you have to adapt. High Street will change. Uh, For for instance, some of the stores in in Oxford Street are are adapting their model. They're they're not having five floors of retail. They're perhaps having two or three floors of retail and then flats above. And I I know a surveyor that works in in the West End, and he said none of his clients defaulted on their rents uh, during the the lockdown period they've all paid their rents and and many are are and and this includes some offices as well i know we've seen some offices close but this includes offices this is in the prime area of london you know mayfair and 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 uh Knightsbridge and Belgravia. You know, you don't see many places closed down in, in these areas anyway. I know they're having a hard time, but they're adapting to the new market. They're selling off space for for apartments and luxury apartments and so so they will adapt and they, they will survive. I'm sure, you know, uh, business people in the UK are, are very innovative and they will turn things around and survive, whether it's Brexit, lockdown or whatever that they, they will do. Now, other news, average house prices have continued to rise. Uh, the annual growth of an average home, home in the UK rose slightly to 10% in November, year on year to November, not when in one month, but this is a year-on-year average growth, still growing at 10%. And that's up slightly from 9.9% on the previous year. This is according to nationwide building society figures. And as I said before, we'll see other figures like from the Halifax and that sort of thing. But it shows that the market is still going up slightly, uh, even as we're coming into to winter. We'll have to see what happens during the winter. There's a free property web class, by the way, you can join. Click on the link below if you're, if you're interested in that. Other news is that stock markets are still choppy. They're still volatile um, as, as new COVID variant restrictions are introduced. Uh, we've seen a few uh, government announcements this week, uh, some more um, briefings in Downing Street with the with the Prime Minister there, the men in grey suits, the scientists that have suddenly become celebrities uh, telling us that we have to do this or that. I won't go into whole detail about it, but, it, you know, it shows that business could slow down as a result of it. they haven't locked down in the UK but in other countries they have. Uh, Germany's introducing big restrictions, Austria's introducing big restrictions. Greece is is going to fine people for not getting vaccinated uh, 100 euros a month until they comply and and then when if you don't comply I guess it will be prison or if you don't pay the fine it could be prison. Germany's is, is is wants to bring in mandatory vaccinations, there's riots going on there. Uh, so the more you bring in restrictions, the more business is going to be affected. People are going to be out less. London is very quiet on the streets, to be honest. Um, so people are out less. They're out, they're not going out spending money. Uh, they're nervous. It, it just, it doesn't create a very feel good feeling, does it? It doesn't create the right atmosphere for, for having a good Christmas and getting out and doing lots of shopping. So I'll I'd, I'd be interested to see what happens there. But stock markets have certainly been volatile. They've recovered slightly. Then they've gone down a bit today. I don't know how they will end today, but it's been a little bit choppy. Uh, some some shares have gone down quite fast. I mean, the airline shares and travel and that sort of thing has, has gone down. Uh, America is starting to introduce or possibly will introduce restrictions on people traveling within the country, they must be vaccinated to travel interstate. That's interesting. Uh, Inflation. We talked about this in the last few months. Now, the retail prices index in in the UK has hit 6%. Now, that's different from the other way of measuring inflation. Retail price index is the RPI, which is the traditional way of measuring inflation. That's been around since the 1940s. But they brought in a new measure which is always lower than RPI, called the CPI, Consumer Prices Index, and that stands at 4.2%. So on the old measure, the old way of measuring things, inflation is actually at 6%. So that means that your money is devaluing by 6% a year. So every £100 you have will buy, you know, £94 next year based on on the current rate of inflation. And we're seeing this all over Europe. Uh, We're seeing it in America as well. Some countries like South Korea have have introduced uh, interest rate rises uh, so we'll have to see. Most of us know that uh, prices are rising much faster than even the 6% RPI and and the official rates. You know, fuel prices have gone up enormously and, and natural gas prices for heating. Uh, for some people are going to pay double for their fuel uh, uh, if, uh, prices, their fuel costs this year compared to next year, if they've happened to be unlucky enough to you know, not be not being a fixed rate deal, or their fixed rates ran out just now, and they have to renew it, and and they're finding that they've been quoted double the prices. Uh, average uh, prices uh, can, can be around last year uh, were were about eight to nine hundred pounds a year. Now they've been quoted seventeen hundred pounds per year for for the same thing. So we're seeing things change. So we know. That um, raw materials in building and, and for, for restaurants and that we've gone up a lot more than, than the official 6% or 4.2%. And that's the same in America as well. So they're, they're kind of, uh, I don't really trust these figures. Could interest rates rise in the UK? Well, the Bank of England's Monetary Policy Committee meets on the 16th of December. And there's been strong rumors that there could be a rise of maybe a quarter percent. We don't know. Uh, If that happens, then I I, I would expect stock markets to fall, but we, we don't know what will happen. So, you know, look, the important thing is financial education is your best investment. and the key to, to building wealth and keeping wealth. So never stop learning. Do keep watching my free podcast, listening on iTunes, watching on YouTube channel. Uh, keep keep checking those things out. And I cover financial education in my book, Yes, Money Can Buy Your Happiness. I've got a new book coming out very shortly, which you can order on Amazon. Uh, and and if you're interested in property, uh, I, I, in conjunction with a, a friend of mine, another a company, there is a free property web class so you can sit at home on the evening of 8th of December. It's a great, great web class. I always tune in on these because I can always learn uh, a lot from these things. It's going to be 120 minutes of content, not fluff. So so it will be education, how to invest in buy to let properties, raise finance and build a, a property portfolio that could see you into your retirement. A lot of people haven't got proper pensions nowadays. So that's why they're turning to property. You'll learn proven Property investment investment strategies uh, guided through the best way of of buying cash flow properties, uh, learning how unlimited finance is available, not necessarily for mortgages or banks, learning how you can buy properties without even using your own money. So look at that. You can earn 10% income with only 10% of your uh, personal time. So look at that you know, look at ways you can do this. It's certainly a good, it's been very good for me over the years. So click to join if you're interested in that. Absolutely free. I think it's very worth well spending your time on a Tuesday where you would otherwise be watching Netflix or whatever. Click to join that right now. Thanks very much for listening and I'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit MoneyTipsDaily.com.